Hi. Welcome to Saturday Soup for the Sisters Soul. This podcast is created by Cherry Giddings, that's me, to express and offer something. So the thing that it's expressing is light, shine, soothe, heal, inspire, nurture, elevate. And the thing that I'm trying to foster in when I have people speaking as well, the thing that we're trying to foster is more of that. Soothe, heal, inspire, nurture and elevate. I had a fabulous question this week and I thought, hmm, I'll take that to my podcast. And the question was, what do you love to do? And how much time do you spend doing what you love? And the reason for the question was because you can be excellent at anything But you get to express your genius when you're doing what you love. And when I heard the question, I thought about the podcast and Saturday Soup for the Sister Soul and what I love in my life is seeing the lights coming on in other people's eyes. What I love is seeing people become aware of something that they weren't aware of before that's going to change their lives. Like the energy of that, witnessing that is like, ah, it's beautiful. I guess it's why I like sowing seeds and watching them grow. It's, It's the same as that, although, because the similarity for me is that The seed has got everything it needs within it. And the environment that it's in is going to determine how it grows. And it seems that we miss the inner environment when we think and speak about environment. We're very quick to go to external conditions and circumstances and we're very quick to latch on to the dynamics and forces at work in all of our lives. And yet, often we miss the inner environment. So if you're new to this podcast, welcome. Thank you for taking time to tune in and listen. Thank you for spending time with me, with yourself, here.
So this week has been a very interesting week. In that there's been activity in the outer environment. The interview <laughs> with the prince and the duchess. That interview. And then the murder of a young woman in London by a police officer. And I have been struck by the media portrayal of both stories. I've been struck by the attack on the Duchess in the media and social media on one day in the week. And then suddenly the next day, an outpouring I wouldn't say of grief, but maybe an outpouring of compassion might be the right word for what had happened to uh, Sarah, who was murdered. And I just noticed the conversations in the outer environment. I noticed the conversations at the office, the different tone, the different words used. And I stayed curious, as opposed to leaping to conclusions. I just kept on noticing and noticing the difference. And I was interested, this, this was the thing that, that really caught my attention. A hashtag started to trend, not all men. And the response to that hashtag, again, in social media and on the news and what have you, was really strong. And people began to explain, no, we're not saying all men. It's a system, a patriarchal system. And it's not all men. However, all women have suffered. And I noticed that. I was like, isn't that interesting? A year ago, almost a year ago, after the murder of George Floyd, the Black Lives Matter movement grew across the globe. And in response to that, there was a hashtag, All Lives Matter. And some of us found ourselves saying, Really? Really? And I've noticed the similarities between not all men and all lives matter. And I've noticed that some of the women who last year, just a year ago, were shouting all lives matter are furious about the hashtag, not all men. Now, I'm curious about what they are aware of and not aware of. 
unconscious bias. It's visible, but not to the people who have it. <laughs> and the thing about unconscious bias is directly challenging it doesn't work. Because people don't know what they don't know. So you have to educate. And perhaps the best way of educating is through example. And so it's incredibly important that we pay attention to our inner environment, that we take up a positive, kind, compassionate relationship with ourselves because The world can be very threatening at times. When I consider that just last week, I had two guys follow me around uh, my local town, just where I live. And how I knew that they were following me was that they were going in a completely different direction when I was walking up the road. This is like eight o'clock in the evening. And shortly after, they were behind me. And perhaps 10 seconds later, they were very close behind me. So I stepped into a area where the local supermarket is and it's lit up and there's a security guard and there are people around and... and um, I got on the phone, was talking to a friend and I just waited and waited for sufficient time to walk home. And my friend said, let me know when you get home. Now, We're saying that almost all women, almost all of us, I think the data is like 97% have experienced having to change our route home or walk on the opposite side of the street or pick something up to break a window because we never can be sure of somebody's intention that's, you know, around. And it's true that it's not all men. But what's also true is that we, as a group of women, are very often really vigilant. And it's quite unhealthy for the human body to live in that state of vigilance for any significant length of time on a repeated and recurring basis. 
and there's something around right now and it looks to me like we're being given the opportunity by by life to see the state that we live in so a year ago we were globally made away of the dynamic of the energy and the power and the threat that we live with in our brown and black skin almost a year later there's another invitation to become aware of the threat that women live with in their skin this isn't to say that we are afraid all of the time this isn't to say that anybody else is directly at cause it's not about blaming people for feelings it's about acknowledging that 120 women died last year at the hands of a man that most domestic violence even though men suffer domestic violence in significant numbers most dv is perpetrated against women and that where domestic violence is lethal it's women who die i remember when i first moved into my flat I hadn't been here for very long and there was some screams happening early hours of the morning and I was trying to see what was happening out of my window. I could just hear somebody screaming. So I eventually grabbed my keys and went downstairs and tried to locate where the screaming was coming from and I found a girl in... Um, in the bushes screaming her head off and a chap had obviously stopped to help her too and the police had been called and you know it's that stuff that is that's what that's what women are talking about that's what women are talking about So I think it's helpful to express feelings, to feel our feelings, whatever they might be, to use processes like RAIN, recognize, allow, inquire and nurture ourselves, nourish ourselves. It's helpful to sift current experience, tune into sensation, Notice if your shoulders are up around your ears. Notice if there's tension in the neck. Notice if you're holding energy and tension in your stomach. Notice if your jaw is clenched. The sensations in the body, tune in. Notice the images and the impressions. Feelings, feelings, feelings. What's the feeling? What's the emotion? 
And finally, thought. What's the thought? What's the narrative? What's the story that you're running through your mind without getting caught up in it? And in these ways, the rain and the sift process, we get to validate ourselves because <laughs> nobody is coming to save us, huh? This was my toughest lesson to learn in my life that nobody was coming to save me. And equally, we learn to save ourselves. And one of the ways in which we save ourselves is by validating, validating ourselves. This is particularly important if you haven't been validated growing up, if you haven't been seen and allowed to feel, if you haven't been nurtured, if there hasn't been an example of regulation around you, then learning it as an adult, and I love it that we can learn, I love it that our brains are plastic in that way, you know, that neuroplasticity isn't just about the brain changing, the brain in your head changing, it's about the whole of our nervous systems changing. So practices like rain and sift are partly how we can, can take care of ourselves in these current, um, I want to say media explosions of, of pain and trauma. So last week I was feeling really activated by some of the things we were hearing from the Duchess and the Prince conversation and and then this week just noticing how I felt about this tragedy this murder that happened and it's so important that you slow down and you take care of you I don't know anything more important than than you actually befriending yourself, befriending your system, befriending with kindness, with compassion, with love, because very often the world is a harsh place. And I don't believe that it's fundamentally harsh. I think that we go through periods of contraction and expansion. And it seems like a very pronounced contraction is around right now. And we have the opportunity to choose expansion in the face of that. We have the opportunity to choose to expand into love and peace and abundance in the face of that. And it really begins with making space for yourself, making space for your feelings acceptance, 
allowance, validation. If you think a lot of people are struggling right now, you're not imagining it. If you're struggling right now, let your gaze turn inwards. Let your attention fall deep into your heart. Breathing deeply into the belly. Find that soft place. Allow the light that you are to warm up that soft place. And ease into. Notice the thoughts that vibe for attention. Acknowledge them. You can pick them up later. Take a moment for yourself and breathe. A deep, soothing breath. Soothing breath, very simply, is one where we slow down the out-breath. That's all. Slowing down the out-breath. It's enough to engage the part of our nervous system that tends and mends. And we need tending. And we need mending. It's been a tough week for black women, for white women, for cis women and transgender women. It's been a tough week. And yet you're still here. This is Saturday Soup for the Sister Soul and I'm Trevor Gillings. I really hope you found something useful in this bowl of Saturday Soup. Bye for now.